it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. This episode is sponsored by the Living Room Hair Lounge, where beauty and comfort is our top priority. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share the last interview of the year with you guys. I can't believe we are 31 episodes in, and it has been such a journey for me, and I really, truly appreciate all of the support that I have received so far, all of the subscribes, the emails, the comments, everything. I really, truly appreciate you for being listeners and sharing the podcast. And if you are not already subscribed, please subscribe on any of the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to your podcast. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please also leave a review. Um, that would definitely help me. But yeah, I am super excited as we wind down 2019. We're going into a new decade, guys, 2020. And I have so much in store for this podcast. I can't wait to share it with you all. And I really want to hear from you too. So my contact information is in the show notes. And if you have anything that you would like to suggest to me or any, you know, questions that you would like to ask, anything that you would like to hear on this podcast, I am open to suggestions and I would love to hear your feedback. So please email me, shoot me a DM, get with me and let me know um, how I can help make this podcast better because this is your podcast and I want to make sure that you're getting the content that you would like to hear on here. But I had a great interview with Jennifer Crawford and here's a little bit about Jennifer. Jennifer Crawford founded her branding and event firm, Ask Jennifer in 2014, earning notoriety for her small business showcase, All Things Detroit. She curates events in Detroit, New York, and Chicago. Jennifer has launched a podcast, a web series, developed a ticketing site, and business directory, all meant to share the stories of small business owners. A Cranes Detroit 40 Under 40 honoree, she spends her free time volunteering, reading, and traveling. I had a great interview with Jennifer. I think she's very passionate about helping small business owners. She has a unique story. It was so much fun talking to her, and I think you're really going to enjoy this interview, and here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandy Taylor, and we have an awesome guest today, Jennifer Crawford. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being on the podcast today. I'm super excited to talk to you. I'm super excited to talk to you as well. I'm so honored that you actually asked me to come on and, and chat today. Oh, not a problem. So, Jennifer, I want you to tell us something about yourself that most people do not know. Uh, I am a very private, a very shy person, actually, kind of shy. And people would not get that from me because they see that me speaking in public or me talking like on the news or about like my business. And they think that I'm just very like, doo -doo 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 -doo. like I like to be the center of attention, which I do not like to be at all. <laughs> now, I, yeah, it's funny how people who are speakers are out there just doing their thing are always talking about I'm introverted. <laughs> I, that is true. And I, I've said that before I was an entrepreneur, before I got into this field, I would say like, how is she saying she's shy if she's just like in front of people and out in public? Because I would see that about like different celebrities on TV when they would say that. And I, I just didn't understand it. But I feel like 
when you're in your zone, you're in your zone. But to have like all everything on me, I'm like, oh my God. Like sometimes I'm, it, it can make me uncomfortable just a little bit. It's just kind of like Beyonce. Cause if you listen to Beyonce talk, you would actually take her as a shy kind of timid person. But if you see her perform, it's Sasha Fierce. It's Sasha Fierce, <laughs> right? That's her alter ego. So is it kind of yes. like that? Like when you're doing your thing and you're being entrepreneurial, you're like speaking and doing events. Is that like your alter ego? You're Sasha. I would say that that is ass Jennifer. And I would say that the other part is just Jennifer. Okay. <laughs> so that's ask Jennifer. I like that. That's ask Jennifer. I always tell people all the time, I'd be like, at events, you'll get asked Jennifer, but you know, at home, I'm, it's just Jennifer. Like I'm just watching my garbage TV and just chilling out. That's it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, that's great. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and everything. So uh, the name of my company is uh, Ask Jennifer and I do branding and marketing for small businesses. Uh, about uh, five years ago, I actually quit my job with no money to pursue my business full time. Um, I was so miserable in my job. When I tell you so miserable, uh, I was called a drop of oil in a bucket of water. I do not mix, uh, you know, just a lot of different things. And I was just working on my business at the time and I made the people around me miserable too. <laughs> so I was like, okay, definitely Jennifer, you have to like, let this go. And so, uh, you know, for me, I really wanted to do something that I loved. I already loved what I do, what I was doing at the time. But it was just, I wanted something a little bit more. And so when I was working in this job, I was, when I actually quit and I had no money, the first thing I did was go home and cancel cable. Because when you're broke and you don't have a job, you definitely can't afford cable, right? And mm -hmm. so sitting here thinking, I'm like, you have no money. You quit your job. What are you going to do? And I was working on my business as far as like doing smaller events. And I said, well, I was praying to God. I'm like, cause when you don't have TV, you don't have a lot of distractions. And I just was like, you know what? If you want to do this business, you have to be in a business to help people who are just like you in the position that you are in right now. Miserable in your job, trying to find the outlet, you know, and trying to find resources to do what you love. So at that time, I just decided that I wanted to be the resource for people who had a passion for doing what they love. And so my background is in construction. So it's like I had no marketing background, no anything. And it's like, how did I get in the mix of this? Just reading books and doing research. And then also, you know, having an attachment with the people that I actually met while working in my business. I was like, this is a cool person. Like they have a great story. Other people should hear their story. And just going from there, it's just like my goal to like put their stories out there and promote their business. Wow. So that, that had to take uh, courage to actually just leave your job without a plan <laughs> or anything and just say, I got to do something. I got to do me. Right. I, it was like, I was, I'm an overthinker, Aquarius overthinker, you know, overanalyze every situation. But I think I just got to a point where I was miserable. Like, you know, that kind of thing, the Mondays where they say like, you get up, you go to work every day. You're like, man, I got to go in here. I got to, you know, it was like the struggle. Every morning was like the struggle bus all the time. 
And I just, when I was called that drop of oil in a bucket of water, I do not mix. I was told that I wasn't a go-getter. I'm thinking like, this man does not definitely like know me. And I think they kind of wanted me to be like, you know, crazy black girl with an attitude and just come out and be like, who are you talking to? And why do you say that about me? But I was really like, I got to get out of here, you know, and it, it, it did take a lot. It was so scary. It was the scariest thing that I've ever done. Um, but at that time, you know, I really thought I quit like on maybe like a Thursday, no, like on a Wednesday, that Monday when it was over, I'm thinking you're crazy because you don't have any money and rent is due on the first. <laughs> so I, it was really crazy. Yeah. But sometimes that's what it takes. It takes that to make those, Sometimes you just have to step out. Sometimes it's not. I, I like I like hearing that about your story because everybody isn't granted that opportunity where they can plan for this amount of time or whatever. Sometimes you have to get out of a crazy situation and just trust God to step out into whatever it is that you're called to do or step out into figuring it out just for peace. Sometimes it's better because if you get at peace, and you're away from the chaos. Sometimes you could think clearly and get clarity on what your what your next move should be. And sometimes, like a job, can be a hindrance. It can, you know, be something that kind of holds you back and keeps you comfortable. But sometimes we have to get uncomfortable, comfortable, so that we can um, walk into our next. And when I tell you, I'm uncomfortable every day, <laughs> every day, <laughs> because this entrepreneur journey, as you know, is like. So it's, it's, it's very like how people always say like, oh my God, I have to have a job. I have to have like that nine to five, but also now nine to fives can be uncomfortable because you can go into work one day and they can tell you that they don't need you anymore. And you can be at a place for 20 years, 30 years. Like these days, nothing is just like guaranteed. And so I think my thought process was, okay, I can get a job anytime, which is just over broke. But when am I going to be able to like, take it, like really try to do what it is that I love. And everybody was just like, you quit your job. You need a job. You need a job. You need a job. And that was the whole thing I heard the whole time. And, you know, like I said, when you don't have TV and a lot of things, you don't have a lot of distractions. So I was able to really think. And, and one of my thoughts was you're crazy. You are crazy. You just did this. But I also talked to God to say like, you know, Lord, if you get me through this, you know, like guide me, lead me, use me, you know, like what is my purpose? Because really at the time I'm still figuring it out. You know, you figure you're figuring out. And one of my friends says to me, she's like, well, you did it already. And, you know, I was reading online that, you know, to be an entrepreneur, you must uh, learn to manage your fear. And to me, that was so deep. I'm like, wow, like that is true because I'm scared every day. And so I was just like, you know, what is my calling? What am I, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, I definitely have to help people because there are people who are just like me, who are just like, oh my God, going to work. But I love this over here, but I don't know anybody. I don't know, if, you know, if people will listen to me. I don't know if people will be interested in my business, but I know that I have that direct deposit coming in every week and I'm not willing to let that go to follow maybe something I love to do or a passion, but I have to feed my family. And I feel like if I didn't, I don't have children. And I feel like if I did have kids, I probably, uh, I couldn't have done it the way that I, I did it because, you know, I would be worried about feeding my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that. <laughs> so why did you decide to help small business owners? Like how did you, you know, why small business owners? Why all things Detroit? Well, me, I'm a small business owner. So I just thought that 
helping people like myself, which are small business owners, that's why I chose. I'm like, oh, these people are just like me. And that just happens to be small business owners. You know, they want to do something that they love. And how do I do that? I have no resources. I don't know anybody. And I actually started my business in my one bedroom apartment. I used to do, um, you know, uh, I used to sell like pure romance and I had mm -hmm. another friend who sold like earrings. Another friend did like jewelry, uh, just different things. And my first event was a pamper party in my one bedroom apartment downtown. It was called pamper pick and purchase. And my goal at that time was to just, you know what, uh, pay off my car. <laughs> I just want to pay my car off. And so I worked my day job and I worked at Nikki's part time and at doing the events at Nikki's, I would do them like every other month. And I was just like, uh, you know, it's kind of the same. People don't want to walk up all these steps, but like, why am I doing this? And I was still working my day job too at that time. And I said, you know what? I should do an event and I should call it All Things Detroit because everybody was just like, oh my God, Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. And I'm just thinking to myself, I was born and raised here. I've never heard this much hype about Detroit in my life. And I was like, Oh, you know, because the people I, when I live, I lived in Florida for five years and people would always say like, Oh my God, you're from Detroit. They kill people there. It's so horrible. It's this and this. And like now everybody's excited. So I was like, okay, well I'll just do an event and I'll call it all things Detroit. And so i and it just happens. I, like I said, it's me, I'm a small business. So people just like myself, that's why it was my choice. Awesome. Awesome. So when did you start all things Detroit? The very first All Things Detroit was uh, f uh, March 15th, 2014. Okay. And I did that at Nikki's. And then I did another one at Burt's. And then the very first All Things Detroit was in Eastern Market was October 26, 2014. Okay. And what do you feel like has contributed to the growth of All Things Detroit? Uh, the businesses, the businesses, people uh, investing their money in me to build this brand and investing their money in me to uh, actually bring customers or promote their business. So I wouldn't have been able to grow this, you know, platform if it wasn't for all the businesses that are investing in me to, you know, put it all together. You know, they're uh, you know, I charge $200 for a space and that was over time because of the cost of the event. And that's a lot of money for a small business. And I have a lot of people uh, who invested that money to say like, Hey, I've impassed. I am, you know, I believe in you, Jennifer, I'm investing this money in you that you are going to like double my money and double my profit. And I feel that my passion for, for small business has contributed to the growth, but I also could not grow it without, you know, the businesses that I work with. So for someone who hasn't been to one of the events, can you kind of like break down like, um, you know, what they can expect at your events? Well, I say all things Detroit is an experience. It's not your typical vendor show. I feel like the things that you see is not like your typical trade show. There's a lot of handmade items. Uh, we do a lot of different things at our past all things Detroit that we just had on November 3rd. Uh, we actually unveiled a mural of all things Detroit by Phil Simpson of the Smile brand. And when you go to typical events, there's not a mural, a mural that's a backdrop of a photo booth that you're taking pictures in front of. Uh, we share the stories of the people that are there. There's face painting, uh, you know, and the, the businesses that you talk to, uh, 
they're sharing their stories with you. And I feel that that's what makes it the difference because it's an experience of what you get. And we have giveaways, you know, it's an indoor festival is what I call it. Awesome. Awesome. So how do you spread the word about all things Detroit? Tell us some of the things you do to market the event. I am a social media fanatic, uh, which is so crazy. Uh, I live on social media and not just to like watch the memes. I just, if there's great photos and pictures and things that the businesses share on their social media that are on their pages that they don't necessarily send to us to promote, if it's something that I think is great or a great push for the event, I take it from their pages. So with social media, um, putting the event on different websites, um, and in the beginning, I used to reach out to several news stations and everything on my own. But in 2017, I actually hired uh, Stephanie Casala, which is an amazing PR person. Uh, and she's awesome. I always say she's like my manager. I have to have her. So with social media, online promotions, some paid Facebook posts, and I'm also old school. I still do posters and flyers and have a street team. Uh, but I tell people all the time, we have the best street team because there's 200 businesses that participate and we are our own street team. So I provide flyers and posters for all the businesses. And I also host a mixer for the uh, businesses that participate. And we actually um, get together and we have drinks and I supply food and I also supply them with information and posters and flyers. And we kind of network and we all promote the events that way. I love it. Um, I think that's great um, that you connect with the people involved in your event. That's something that I do with my event. Um, I hadn't necessarily done it with the vendors though, but just with like the speakers and the people involved, but, um, you just gave me an idea there, like <laughs> to maybe bring the vendors in. Cause I usually focus on like the people who are involved in the event who are, you know, speaking or doing something in, in during the event and, and not necessarily having the vendors, uh, come, but I think that's great that you bring the people in. Cause for, first of all, sometimes when you're doing events and things, you know, it's, it can be a lot, a lot of different people and, you know, people you don't know, you're a little uncomfortable, you don't know how mm -hmm. it's going to go, but it's kind of comfortable when you're like, Oh yeah, that's my sister. We was together at the mixer, you know? Exactly. And that's why I do, because I want you to know your neighbor. I want them to be able to find out about other events that are going on because, you know, if you think about it, the vendors are a part of the event. You know, that's what is a part of my entire event, mm -hmm. not just like the face painting and everything. So I feel like all things Detroit is a community, not just an event. And I feel like it's a community that that we've built together, you know, and we all support each other. Awesome. So do you have any other events that you produce as well in addition to all things Detroit? Yes. So All Things Detroit is an event that, that I do. And then I also uh, do Market in the City. It's a collaboration with the Ladies of the Vintage Market, which is a company in uh, Monroe. And then I also curate a lot of events. So when I say curate is that I do the entire application and marketing process for companies. So I work really closely with Downtown Detroit Partnership. And I do the night market at Beacon Park. Uh, this year in 2020, it will be our fourth year for the night market. And then I also do market Fridays at Cadillac Square. And then I was doing market Thursdays at Beacon Park, which those two are two farmers markets. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about the Ask Jennifer piece. Is that like your speaking piece or what's Ask Jennifer? So Ask Jennifer is, um, you know, Ask Jennifer, I do branding and marketing for small business. So everything falls under Ask Jennifer, like all of the platforms that I create. So 
as Jennifer Creates Platforms, which would mean like all things Detroit. I also have a podcast, which is Ask Jennifer the Podcast, where we talk about small business issues. Uh, then I also launched in January a ticketing site called All Things Ticketing, and it's a ticketing site for small businesses to sell their tickets, uh, where all of the costs uh, can be put to the customer and you can also sell your products too at the same time. So it's no fees or anything for a small business like Eventbrite. And you also can sell products on it as well. I also have uh, all things marketplace, which is another platform, which is kind of like an Etsy and a social media platform where businesses can sell their products and actually um, connect with other businesses on there. And Ask Jennifer directory. So everything falls under Ask Jennifer. It's, you know, and I do consulting, business consulting and branding. So everything kind of falls under, under Ask Jennifer. All things Detroit, I tell people, you know, it's a beast of its own. It definitely has grown that way. But my goal is to, you know, with curation is to create, you know, profitable markets, you know, for small businesses, you know, nationwide, because I feel that, in events, and when you do events, a lot of times people have vendors because they want to pay for a space. And for me, I try to make sure that that experience or that event is about the business and not just about, hey, we want to get people in the door and we want to cover the cost, but I want people to come and seek out that business. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that as well, especially because you want, I, I not only want, um, people to come to the event i want people to shop for the vendors to shop yes. right <laughs> because you want the vendors to benefit from being at the event so yeah i definitely that's very important it's and, very important uh, and i'm all for you know supporting small business i think it's a great thing that you're doing and um i do something similar like really because with my expo my goal because i have a beauty background mm -hmm. my goal is to help the beauty industry with the business side because I feel like while we may be, you know, good at our craft, like hair, makeup, nails, whatever it is that we do, brows or eyelashes or whatever, but do we know how to operate in business? And so that that's a big thing is really um, offering business resources. So I like to bring in people who can teach us how to get our money together, our marketing. Um, this year we had a lawyer, you know, telling us like, you know, about our business taxes and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Those are sometimes I feel like, as beautypreneurs, a lot of times we don't know about that. And there's so much money in the beauty industry, but in order for us to take advantage of all the money that's within it, we have to know how to operate in business. And that makes sense because there's so many people that like sell hair and do makeup. And I have people who have those businesses and they ask me a lot of times, like, I want to be like the number one salesperson with hair and this. And it's just, I always tell them like, but what are you doing different? Like, mm -hmm. what are you doing different than the next person? Because there can be a lot of people doing what you do, but you are the key to your brand. So there, like I tell people all the time, there can be an Ask Jennifer, there can be an All Things Detroit too, but it's not ran by Jennifer Crawford. So what they do is definitely different than what I would do. And so I just tell people all the time, like, what are you doing different? So that brings up the All Things Detroit music video. And if you notice, the chorus in that song is shop, shop, shop. So we're encouraging people to, you know, shop local, but it's also something different. And I try to be very innovative. And a friend of mine told me, he says, my uncle said to me that I was able to stay in business for 30 years by always reinventing myself. And so that's one of the things that I keep in mind when I'm thinking of like a new business idea or anything. It's like, 
How can I reinvent myself? How can I stand out and how can I make it be great? Sometimes it's a little like not so great and I think it's a great idea, but it's definitely something that I think about when I'm doing things. So I, I, I agree with that. And I, I love that. I, I'm going to actually make sure I share the video in the show notes so that people can see it. And I love that you really are pushing for, uh, pushing for the businesses and thank you. And getting a bit, getting the word out, making sure people shop and all of that. And I think, you know, like I said, I think it's a great thing that you have going on there. So it's clear that you have your multiple streams of income, right? So yes. With Ask Jennifer, you do a lot of things. <laughs> yes. So I know you see the importance of, you know, not just having one thing, especially as an entrepreneur, we need multiple things. So you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. So can you kind of speak to that? Like, you know, you having your multiple streams and the importance of it. You know, it is super important. But in the beginning, I only had all things Detroit. And to be honest, because I, I like to be honest with entrepreneurs is that it's still a process. Like, all things Detroit is still the biggest aspect of my business. Uh, and curation is another, you know, big aspect. My marketplace and my ticketing site are kind of new things that I've launched. So it's kind of that process of going forward to see like, okay, I want them to be as big as all things Detroit and as big as, you know, the curation process. But having different streams of income is important because I learned that early on because with all things Detroit, that was all of my money that going to fund my business. It was all things Detroit. And I was like, okay, you want to create resources. You want to create different things. How can you create different things where like um, I'm trying to explain it in the right way. How can you create different things where you have multiple streams of income if just one day there wasn't an all things Detroit, but you still had a passion for small business. So I tell small business owners, you have a great t-shirt line. Okay. What are you going to expand on that? Do you want to expand with t-shirts? Do you want to do sweatpants? Like there has to be something to get that stream of income to come in because when something else is slow, you want to be able to feel comfortable knowing that there's another aspect of money coming in for you. So I tell entrepreneurs that all the time, but also being careful too, uh, and not jumping into something that's like completely, you know, not in your niche, your niche either. So like mine is small business. I wouldn't necessarily go and like, Oh, you know, try to, you know, do a big franchise or something, you know, just something that's just within your niche that you, that you can do. Like, I don't have a passion to open a store. It's not my thing. And people ask me that all the time, like, a, oh, a small business, you know, like a, 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 all things Detroit store. I'm like, that's not really what I'm good at. Like merchandising is not my thing in that sense. But small business is, does that kind of make sense? Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yeah, so. Do you have um, merchandise for all things Detroit? I do have merchandise for okay. all things Detroit, but how we you know, we sell it at events. We do really well. We sell it online and I sell it at the pop-ups that I do uh, for curation. Uh, and I do do some pop-ups, but to have like a store is like not an aspiration of mine. Yeah. I was just curious if, if you had any uh, products. I figured you probably did. Yes. Because, you know, it's kind of like that thing when you go to like the zoo, if a kid says, oh, I want like that back scratcher. I want something that says all things Detroit. And like our shot glasses and our sweatshirts do and, you know, T-shirts do really well. So when people come to the events, they want to leave with that shot glass or that T-shirt or something that's saying like, you know, what, well, like I've, I've been here. And we do a lot of giveaways and stuff, too. This episode is sponsored by Delivery Room Hair Lounge, where beauty and comfort is our top priority. 
The Living Room Hair Lounge specializes in color, trendy, precise haircuts, hair extensions, services, and natural texture styling. Centrally located in the heart of downtown Ferndale at 22747 Woodward Avenue, Suite 204. Check out our work and follow us on Instagram at The Living Room Hair Lounge and on Facebook at The Living Room Hair Lounge. Book one of our talented stylists at www.vagaro.com forward slash Delivery Room Hair Lounge or by calling 248-268-1632. We hope to see you soon at the Living Room Hair Lounge where your beauty and comfort is our top priority. Great, great. So what are you excited about right now? Uh, I am excited about, uh, actually, I'm excited about the All Things Detroit music video, but <laughs> I was just so in love with it. But honestly, what I'm excited about right now is, you know, seeing my business grow. Uh, I've met some amazing people uh, in this process. I've been getting a lot of call calls about curating a lot of events, uh, not just in Michigan, but out of state, like in New York and in Chicago. Uh, so I'm really excited about growing my brand nationally. And, you know, making those right connections, you know, just to like, you know, keep it going. Yeah, because you could do it like in other cities if there's not already an all things Atlanta or all things Chicago, like you said, you know. Yeah, and I have some things that I've been working on in some places that I'm, I'm really excited about 2020 and making, and, you know, and making that happen. Awesome. Yeah, I could see that. I could see you traveling with it and doing it in different states different cities and things like that so i think that's a, a great idea thank you thank you i just you know even if there's other small business events that people need my curation curation services for i'm open to that too as well i did a small curation event for a couple in new york uh i had some friends that i knew there were a couple small businesses and i was able to kind of set that up and go there it was just 10 vendors and then i've also done an event in chicago at WeWork where we had all things holiday marketplace and, and we work in Chicago and that was really fun. So I really enjoy it. I meet so many great people. I mean, like some of the vendors have become like some of my great friends. Uh, and you know, I, I enjoy working with them and like the stories are just, wow, I went through that. Oh my God, you go through this. I went through that. And then some things, you know, I know one, she's a mother of five children. Her husband said she didn't want, he didn't want to be married anymore. And she still is running her business and taking care of her children. So she's stirring up natural products and then she's stirring up the soup for her kids, you know, and that's, I give her credit for that. Like, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah, that is amazing. <laughs> yes. And Bye. she's not going crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing to still, you know, operate in business and be an entrepreneur and have five children and do it by yourself. Oh, yeah, I commend that mom as well. I know. Even though my business is expanding, I am, you know, working a lot on balance. Uh, I'm excited about trying to balance, you know, like my, my life, my personal life and business life. I don't speak a lot about my personal life because I'm not a person who just like puts a lot of things on like social media. But I'm excited about, you know, like, you know, as my business grows, I'm hiring more staff. I want to work smarter. Uh, not harder, as they say, and, you know, put more focus into self-care and relationships and that type of thing. I think that's very important. Um, I always talk about balance because um, I think I always say it's like a seesaw, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, up and down. You know? And I think that's how life is. I think, you know, 
I just strive to, you know, some days I'm the the best darn mother and some days I'm the best darn wife and some days, you know, I'm the awesome entrepreneur and I'm getting a lot of business done. But I know that sometimes, you know, um, certain things require require more attention. You know, at times it will require, my husband will require more of my attention. And at times my, my child will, and at times my business will. And so I just have to be, uh, you know, okay with myself and, you know, and, and, and give myself a break and knowing that, you know, some days I'll hit the mark and some days I won't, won't. And I just get up and try and try again the next day. So I do believe you can kind of get a little balance, but I think sometimes you're always going to kind of be like on that seesaw. You know on that I mean? seesaw. Yeah. yeah. And, and Especially like, I've been single for eight years. Uh, you know, like since I've had my business. And so recently uh, now I'm in a new relationship. So I find myself wanting to have that balance more. So it's not always about like business, business, but sometimes a lot of times it is. Cause right. like, I, it's like that thing. I can't get like my brain to like shut down. I feel like sometimes I'm staring into space cause I'm thinking of like a new idea or like something new or something else. And then like in my head when people are like, just chill out. And I just tell them all the time, like, I'm just out here trying to get it. I'm trying to do it, you know, but at the same time that balance is important because sometimes I do want that quiet time that, you know, time to relax uh, and be able to like, you know, hang out with my significant other and do that. And I do. Uh, but I can honestly say sometimes when I am doing that, I'm thinking about like, okay, did I send that email or, you know, and I just want to be able to kind of turn that off just a little bit. Yeah. We have to learn how to disconnect from it. I try not to like be on my phone. Like if me and my husband go to dinner or something like that. I'll try not to be on my phone. I'll leave my phone in my purse and just focus on having a conversation with him. Mm -hmm. And I try not to talk about the business because sometimes <laughs> you get so consumed that even though you're focusing on having a conversation, I'm like, honey, but I was thinking about, he like, can we talk about something else other than yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, because I'm like, you know, I had an idea. Maybe if I did this this time, or if I did that this time. Uh -huh. Like, I really think about it. And my phone is definitely an issue because, you know, <laughs> I, I, it's in my hand. It's glued to me. You know, if I go in the kitchen, this would be in the kitchen. If I walk up, you know, it just is. I'm constantly checking it. Oh, somebody reshared my post on Instagram. I wonder did someone reshare this. Oh, the event is coming. Like, all these things and you know i definitely have to do better and like work on that yeah i think we all do especially as entrepreneurs i think we all do but you know <laughs> we have to i think sometimes we have to learn how to treat our business like a nine to five and what i mean by that is is you know like when you work nine to five you ain't thinking about that job when you out of work like, <laughs> no i never did i when i worked a nine to five i never did i never thought like oh my god did i fax that did i send that is my boss gonna be mad i i didn't think about it you was I didn't done care. i just knew that I was really checked out at 4.30, 4.45 and watching the clock like, girl, you ready to go? You ready to go? It was like, I didn't think about it. Right. And getting up that morning, it was like, oh God. But I think that's the difference of like, you know, not really being passionate about something because because yeah. we're passionate about it and we love what we do mm -hmm. we're always coming up with new new and, and creative ways to make it better we're always thinking about it but we do you do in order to have balance you kind of almost have to be like that not to say you don't love it anymore but you have to learn how to turn it off and be present for 
whatever you need to be present for at that time. But there are going to be times like when you're getting like you're, you're, you're grinding and you're, and, and you have an event coming up and you're doing different things and right. You will be more consumed with it during your event stage. And then when your event is over and you maybe are in the planning stages and you have time and you're not as, and you know, you're not as in it as you were because you were so close to it. Like, you know, you didn't have one coming up right away. So so I know, like, when I had my that event week is crazy. Don't call me during event week with no mess. <laughs> you know, I, I'm doing this, this, that, and making sure all the pieces are coming mm-hmm. together. But once I'm done with the event, yeah, I'm doing an event in 2020, but I got a little time now so I can focus on other things, and I don't have to be as zoned in on the event as I was. So... You know, um, I think it's really learning. And that's, that's another thing where I learned how to delegate and working on the things that you're good at. Like, I have gotten overwhelmed with the podcast even. I was talking to somebody earlier where I'm looking, I'm, I'm going to be hiring a VA for some of my email management stuff because I'm just getting a little bit behind. Right. Not just that, because I just don't do the podcast. I have three businesses, you know, so I have the event. You know, I te- you know, I teach makeup and everything and I do consulting and then, you know, I have a podcast now. So with all of these things going on, it's like, okay, I need to kind of like delegate some things. I'm not a good delegator. Or email boxes and be trying to respond to everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a good I'm not a good delegator. I have um I have well now I have two assistants. One, um, you know, I have do with like all things you try and they're virtual assistants. And then I have another one. She just kind of started and I'll have her doing like the email blast and checking like, you know, one of the email boxes and stuff like that. I'm not a good delegator because like certain things I'm like, oh, I could just do it really quickly. But what I noticed is exactly what you said. I completely agree with you. You are so right. You have to have somebody else do it. You cannot do everything. I feel like I would like to, but I cannot do everything especially if you want to grow like if you want to take this thing to different cities and you start Mm -hmm. traveling with your events it's going to be really hard for you to be as hands-on so sometimes we have to get comfortable with will they get the job done yeah they might not do it exactly how jennifer do it to the t like jennifer but as long as the job is done 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 accurately we just have to be okay with that you know what i mean (laughs) and you are exactly because i'm like oh my god did they do this this way you know and i'm getting better at that because by me having three markets three times a week in September, um, three times a week this year from June to September, that was a lot. And so I didn't have to be at the markets every day. Uh, For my Saturday market, I was able to have like staffing there like every Saturday. But I noticed on Saturdays, um, what was really sad for me in the beginnings, I was thinking like, if I wasn't here on a Saturday, what really would I be doing? And I was just like, okay, Jennifer, like get you something to do. So even though staff was there, I was just kind of there like hanging out when I really could have been, you know, doing something else or just relaxing or on that date or just out having a drink with friends. And I'm just like, oh, I'll just hang out here. And it's like, no. So towards the end, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go at all. It was so bad to the point DDP were like, Jennifer, like, when are you going on a vacation? When are you not going to be here? And so I was able to just kind of like let the staff and kind of handle that. Nothing fell apart. Nothing fell out of place. It's just sitting there, like, you know, basically supervising. So it was like nothing that I was missing. So I'm learning. I'm learning slowly. Uh, And I've just been trying to like relax and calm my anxiety down and kind of let go of the reins just a little bit. I'm looking forward to the holiday season where 
um, you know, at the end of the year, those last two to three weeks where there's like nothing going on. I used to be a person thinking to myself, why is someone even emailing me back? Well, they're not emailing me back because they're on holiday vacation, crazy. And so I now am looking forward to those weeks. I get it. I am too. I love the holidays. I just don't like the cold weather. <laughs> I don't like the cold weather. I'm not a big holiday person. Um, but I, uh, not really, I don't really like put up a Christmas tree and like holidays for me are just like, you know, I still would get uh, Christmas pajamas. I must say that just because I do that as a kid, like as an adult, I feel like every year I always just buy pajamas for Christmas, but it's like a relaxation time for me. Like I get to like, just be a lazy bum. But I do have uh, another event that I'm curating in December, December 15th for the Garden Theater called Booze, Bites, and Buys. And so after that event, uh, I think I'll be done for the year with events. Yeah, yeah, probably so, because after that is Christmas, right? <laughs> it's Christmas. You're like, yeah, you're going to the end of the year, lady. Yes, after that, it is, it is Christmas. So do you put up like a big tree and, and everything? I think so. I do put up a tree and everything. I think I mainly do it because of our daughter. I like, I like holiday food. There's certain things I like to eat around the holiday time. Uh, I like, you know, some of the things that you can purchase and you can only get during the holidays. But, and I like, and I like, you know, having time with my family and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm really like, I don't overdo it with decorations. Like I'll put up a tree and that's about it. I might, you know, I send, I send out, I've really simplified the holiday. Like I send out Christmas cards, I do baskets. Mm -hmm. And now I send everyone a basket. And oh, that's nice. Yeah, I do baskets like to the, like our immediate family and friends and stuff. And I make it easy for myself and people seem to love them. Everybody's always talking about how great the baskets are. So that's usually what I do. I, I try to make it um, as simple as possible. And I decided a long time ago, I wasn't going to allow one day to cause me to be stressed out and go broke. So I don't do that anymore either. So yeah, but I do like the holidays and everything. I like being with family. Sometimes some family members can make the holidays difficult mm -hmm. and not really like my, I don't have my mom and my aunt anymore. So they, oh, they I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And so that, that was a little bit difficult not having them during the holiday season anymore. But uh, we've created our own traditions, and I do like it. But sometimes the holidays can be a little bit much. You know, it's like I'm almost – it's another thing that you're excited for it to come, and you're excited for it to be over. <laughs> yes. You know, getting back in that groove of January, it's like, uh, it's, it, it's a lot. It can be a lot. But like I said, I'm looking forward to those two weeks, those two weeks of just – relaxation. I maybe want to go to, uh, I, I've been in New York the last two years for uh, New Year's. And so uh, this year I might not go to New York, but I was thinking of going just to look at the lights, you know, look at the lights and then just kind of like come back and relax and enjoy the Michigan cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they have just as much cold weather as we have there. So. Yes, they do. <laughs> Yeah. So how many, now how many events do you do with all these situations? So it's not just like an annual one, one time event. It sounds like you do several. Yes. So I do all things Detroit now twice a year. Okay. I used to do it three times a year, but it's twice a year. Uh, and, uh, for 2020, it's going to be April 5th and then it's going to be November 1st. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely make sure, um, you know, I put all of your information in the videos and, and everything, all your links in the uh, show notes. For Thank the you.
And um, so I want to ask you my final questions that I love to ask everyone that comes on the podcast. So my okay. first one is, how do you define success? Ooh, how do I define success? Uh, I define success by hard work. I don't think it is defined by the money you make, you know, by the people you know. Uh, I feel it, uh, that it's defined by hard work and your integrity of like who you are. Uh, and staying true to who you are and you can be successful you don't have to know a lot of people um, but just defined by who you are like if you feel that you are successful that's all that you need you don't need other people to define it for you awesome so how do you stay motivated uh how do I stay motivated I never calm down <laughs> um, <laughs> I stay motivated. Uh, I think about uh, what motivates me is that I think about uh, my childhood, how I was raised. Uh, I think that I'm not saying that I had a bad childhood, but uh, there were certain things and things about my childhood that I did not like. And how I stay motivated is I think about those things about how I would just want to be great and how my parents would want me to work hard and be greater than, you know, like our circumstances or things that we had as young and when we were younger. And I just look back at, you know, just like I said, our neighborhood of where we lived and just the struggles that we had. And that motivates me because I know that my parents would not want me to struggle like that, raising kids or a family or living life in my adulthood. And so I look at that and that motivates me. I say, you know what, my parents would want me to, you know, what work hard and just build a better life or better things. You know, not that they weren't great parents, but better things. Not just like, I wouldn't say uh, material things, just overall, just setting myself up for retirement or setting myself up to be financially stable or just setting myself up to live like a better life. And so I feel like just thinking about different struggles that I've had growing up and in the past, that really motivates me in my business to just, you know, be great, but also uh, to help other people just be great as well. Awesome. So what's your favorite book or current book you're reading right now? Well, the current book I'm actually reading right now, which is a great pre uh, question, is The Power of Now, actually, by Ehart e Toll. Uh, it actually was recommended to me. I probably said his name wrong. By uh, I'm in a master class, and I currently just started reading this book right now. And it's just teaching you about, you know, spiritual enlightenment and, you know, your mindset. And I'm currently reading this and uh, I just really got started and um, I'm actually really enjoying it. And I can't wait to finish it and put some of these tools uh, that I'm reading in the book to use in my everyday. Mm -hmm. I think I've heard about, I heard of that one. I have to check that one out as well. Yes, it. You know, I used to read a lot, um, a lot of like marketing books and, you know, when I started my business and I still do, I like to actually buy the book from Amazon, but you know what, when, uh, Sarah in my class, she actually recommended this book. I said, you know what, I'm going to order this right now and I'm going to make time to read it. Awesome. Awesome. So what is your favorite tool that you use to operate in your business? My phone. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the favorite tool I use to operate my business. I mean, honestly, I use my phone a lot. I mean, just 
I operate. So let's break it down then. What's your favorite app on the phone? My favorite app to business. I have so several because there's so many different things. Um, with my marketing, I like to use, um, I use like, you know, photo grid. And I have also have another video editing app that I use that I like to cut up my videos that like my news clips and things like that to post on like Instagram and Facebook. I use photo grid and um, word swap to create posters. So you can do a lot of things with the phone. It is, I, you know, it's, if you don't have a, you have to have a laptop, but it is a great tool, you know, for business. I think it sounds crazy, but it just is for me. It's, it's, it is. it's what I use, but I mean, I also use, you know, for like marketing and things like that. Like I use, um, QuickBooks, um, but nothing is as fun as using my, my phone to promote like promotion and marketing is like, my joy like I enjoy it and so if there's an app for it I'm going to use it and that's what I use you know in my business because the marketing and promo is like what I love to do awesome well yeah well hey I'm always on mind glued to my <laughs> so I absolutely agree with that and is there any other like information or stuff anything that you would like to share before we go today uh no just thank you so much for having me uh we want to have you know everybody follow ask jennifer and all things detroit on instagram and facebook uh and just you know keep supporting small business and i hope that you know people will come out to the events that i curate and shop with these businesses great great and i i definitely commend you for really being an advocate for small businesses especially here in you know um in the metro detroit area and um just really trying to help them to grow their business and to support them i think is really needed and i think events like yours is um very much so needed to help you know shine a light on businesses that we may not otherwise be aware of and so i think it's an awesome thing that you're doing and i congratulate you and commend you for doing so and just really stepping out and doing something different to really help the community thank you so much i definitely appreciate that i really really do you're welcome. No problem. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Jennifer Crawford, everybody, make sure you connect with her. I'll have all of her links in the show notes. And as always, make sure you stay great and we're out. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it share it with your friends and family. Also connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also email us at bbnetworkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks. And you can check out my website at exquisitelooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.